Hello, hello, hello. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2022, episode number 165. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules Jones today. Cat Turd is actually having a lot of things going on at the ranch. You know, he had mentioned on Friday that he was taking smiles in to get some tests run. Well, it looks like there were a number of things that happened since then. So I'm going to give you the breaking news on the cat turd front first. So here we go. Okay, so here is the update. About to take smiles to the vet and Pedro, Sweetie, and Petey all walked up with swollen snouts with snake bites all over them. Hope it wasn't a rattlesnake. Oh my gosh, me too. I, I certainly hope not. That would be <laughs> absolutely awful. I don't know how dogs respond to rattlesnakes. I, I really don't know the history on all of that, but I know that Cat Turd, if there was a real serious problem, those dogs are probably in the truck as well, headed to the vet as well, also. So there's never a dull moment on the Cat Turd Ranch, that's for sure. Oh my gosh. So while he's handling all of that, we're going to handle what's going on over here in our world. Okay, so the left is full-blown triggered. Trump golfs in D.C. and it the liberals completely go mad. I mean, they are in tears right now. Here's the update from the Gateway Pundit. They saw him in Washington, D.C. Of course, he's golfing. <laughs> that really upset them. I sure wish I was. Um, earlier today, the Gateway Pundit reported that President Trump was in Washington, D.C. on a surprise trip. The video of President Trump landing at Dulles Airport in Washington, D.C. was going viral, and the left completely lost their minds, okay? Um, there were photos of President Trump arriving at Morristown, New Jersey for this flight to D.C. The pictures are here of 45. He is in Morristown Municipal Airport in Morristown, New Jersey to fly to Dulles International Airport in Virginia on September 11th, 2022. This was yesterday. And the left went completely crazy. They thought for sure, oh, they've got him. They've got him. Well, haven't we been hearing that? since 2016 they finally got him no that's not the case at all he merely just went to washington dc to play golf at his very own golf course um so more from the the far left youtuber andrew Layden was on his way to catch a glimpse of joe biden's scheduled visit to the pentagon on sunday evening when he received word from an independent aircraft trackers that president trump's private uh, jet had taken off from Morristown Municipal Airport in New Jersey and landed at Washington Dulles International Airport in Virginia in what appears to be an unannounced trip to the nation's capital. Layden redirected his car to Dulles and recorded Trump's plane taxiing just after it touched down. A motorcade was waiting for his arrival. Layden was tipped off on President Trump's flight to Washington, and Layden happened to be at the fence when President Trump's plane arrived. 
Amazing that he would have that kind of intel, isn't it? All right, so here is the update. And this morning, President Trump posted on Truth Social that he will be working from Trump National Golf Club in Washington, D.C. today. I mean, is it possible that he could just be there just playing golf, right? I mean, seriously, that's his right, isn't it? But I love the way President Trump plays these people. Honestly, it triggers them into absolute oblivion. They will never leave their heads. He will never leave their heads, ever. It is the funniest thing to watch. And there he is, just playing golf, no biggie, because there's a lot of things that are happening right now. As you all know, they're all circling the wagons. They're all trying to indict Trump. Well, let me tell you something about indictments. You can indict pretty much anything. I talked about it on Friday with Cat Turd. That is, and I expect it to fully happen. And I'm sure all of you are expecting all of that to happen because guess what? Remember, it's midterms. Midterms are the first thing that is going on in the Democrats' heads right now. And they want this just for optics, right? They want to have the the FBI go in and, and put President Trump in handcuffs and escort him away. This is what they are just drooling and dreaming about. Well, good luck with that, because I think everybody at this point of Russia, Russia, Russia and everything else, the speeches, the telephone calls, everything else from January 6 on, we've had just about enough of it. The people, the person that should be investigated is Joe Biden. Um, most people are actually calling for that at this point. So here he is. He's at the golf course. He's having a wonderful time. He hits the D.C. golf course with Eric Trump and dismisses indictment rumors by calling his surprise Washington trip a working trip. He also calls the FBI raid probe a misguided storage dispute that has spiraled out of control. So he was photographed golfing with a large entourage on Monday morning. He appeared to be enjoying himself while four of his lawyers responded to the Justice Department's rebuttal to Trump's request for a special master to look through everything seized from Mar-a-Lago. Trump raised a firestorm of speculation on Sunday night when he arrived in the Washington, D.C. area with no reason given for his trip. While he was seen exiting the plane in golf shoes and a polo around 6.30 p.m., U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon ordered the Department of Justice last week to pause its probe until a special master could be found to review the documents for possible privileged claims. FBI agents raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida early last month and retrieved classified documents. A Friday court filing indicated that DOJ and Trump have differing views on who should be a special master. So the federal prosecutor said keeping the stay on their probe in place could threaten national security. Multiple former government lawyers have speculated that President Trump could see an imminent indictment. Okay, so indict. But you know what? Again, you're going to come up with absolutely nothing. They, they are just circling the wagons as usual, which means what? We're winning. They know what the polls look like for the Democrats, not only in the midterms, but they're also really nervous about the Senate. Who's controlling the board? President Trump is is controlling the board right now. He's got every single one of his candidates, with an exception of just a couple, winning 
all of these primary races. They are starting to feel the pressure. They are trying. They are starting to feel the heat, and they don't know what to do. They are all out of options. Of course, we don't have a strong GOP right now. They should be out there nonstop giving interviews about how ridiculous this is and actually using this as an example of what they should be doing with Biden. By this time, we would have Biden answering a whole bunch of questions, but they know we're going to take that house and they know as soon as we do, we're going to go straight after them. And that's right. It needs to happen. Everybody wants to know about Hunter's laptop. We just have to make sure that the FBI doesn't destroy the evidence first. So you have the left that is just going all over Twitter. I mean, they are fantasizing about all kinds of things that could be going on with why Trump is in Washington, D. Slazy. And what would they do without their nutty conspiracy theories? Let's face it, every single thing that they come up with ends up being proven untrue. It's just a matter of time. And you don't have the lamestream media on our side, so it takes a little bit longer than normal. They have been stoking hatred against President Trump for so long, and they just want to see him locked up. Like I said, the perp walk, those pictures, that's what they're after, and that's what they're going to do. So not really too concerned about this at the moment. Neither is President Trump. If you look at his page, he is having a ball with all of this stuff. He's talking about his lawyers and everything else. This one is one from Mike Davis. President Trump's legal team filed an excellent legal brief calling out the Biden Justice Department's political charade. Team Trump is firing on all cylinders. Trump clearly has the winning legal arguments. This is going to backfire badly on Biden. Of course it is. But see, right now, they want this to control the news cycle. And that's exactly what it's doing. Ooh, President Trump is in D.C. They want that picture more than they can stand it. So, yes, it is. It absolutely is. And you've got a whole string of articles that are going through this whole thing. So you've got Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. Claremont Institute chair... Thomas Klinsingstein delivers historic remarks on the virtues of President Donald Trump. Okay, so they know they can't beat him. This is what this means. They know they cannot win. <laughs> and they can't. We are winning. We are winning everything. We are getting our primary picks into office. We are winning against the establishment. It's hard, yes, but we knew it wasn't going to be easy, did we not? I knew it was going to be an uphill battle. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure you did too. Every single day it's something else. They want to distract you from the poor job that Biden is doing. So here you go. You've got Thomas D. Klingsingstein. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Is the chairman of the board at Claremont Institute. He's a prominent conservative think tank. Tom recently gave a 17-minute speech about Trump titled, You Know His Vices, But Do You Know His Virtues? He explains why Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. It's one of the most stunning insights into Trump, his virtues, and the current crisis Americans face. This speech should be a training tool for conservatives and sent to every liberal rhino. It was featured on Mark Levin's radio show this week, and so you know it's good. So I recommend everybody check it out. I'm going to drop it in all of the chats so that you all have it. So you can watch the video at your leisure. But this is the whole thing. President Trump is something that you see 
hardly ever in in the world of politics. Let's face it, he's not a politician. That hurt him in some fronts, but it also helped him in others. He won the hearts of all of us because he's fighting for us and he's fighting for this country. You've got the flip side that you compare President Trump to. They are doing absolutely nothing for the American people, not the military, not anything to advance this country and have it go forward. And they are just pocketing every single bit, whether it be the Ukraine dollars or or everything else that's going on here. It is unreal. And that's why it's going so quickly. They don't want you to focus on the border. They don't want you to focus on anything else um, other than President Trump and have him live in the left's brain. So here we go. We've got a completely we have two different people the doj has made a recommendation on a special master and president trump has made recommendations on a special master so president trump's legal team and federal prosecutors both proposed their their choices for a special master to arbitrate the investigation into the classified documents found at mar-a-lago but the two sides were at odds about the roles of the candidates the former president and the government filed their proposals at federal court in West Palm Beach, Florida on Friday evening ahead of a midnight deadline. The feds suggested former Manhattan judge, Honorable Barbara Jones, or is she honorable? No, she had uh, she headed up the whole Giuliani and Cohen situation. We'll get into more of that in just a minute. The, so they recommended Barbara Jones or retired Washington, D.C. Judge Thomas Griffith for the role of the independent third party in the investigation into top secret documents. This is what the court documents are showing. Jones had already served as a special master during federal investigations into Trump associates Rudy Giuliani and Michael Cohen. So you have Trump, he asked for Manhattan U.S. Attorney and Judge Honorable Raymond Deary or Paul Huck Jr., a former Florida Deputy Attorney General. So you've got all of this going on here, and there's no question that the DOJ definitely wants to get a judge that's in their pocket, so that's why you've got their names in here. And it lets you know that they had them in their pocket this entire time. Is it even a surprise? I wouldn't think so. They're not going to put somebody in there that's going to be a that's going to be fair. Absolutely not. So the former president's team requested that the special master review all documents taken from the resort, including those with classified markings, to elevate potential executive privilege claims. Trump's team said they do not believe the arbiter should consult with the National Archives and Records Administration. The government told the court it didn't want the special master to review classified documents or adjudicate claims of executive privilege, but argued the independent third party should consult with NARA on determination of the trove of records. The feds also want Trump to pay for the special master and ask that the arbiters Review is finished by the middle of October, right? Just in time for the October surprise midterms, right? That's what they're up to. You knew that. The feds also want Trump to pay for the special master and ask that the arbiter's review is finished by the middle of October. Trump's team requested 90 days for the review to be completed. Lawyers on both sides will now meet to resolve the outstanding issues in the proposed appointment orders, according to the legal brief filed, and this was filed by U.S. Attorney Juan Gonzalez. 
So this is going to be fun. Like I said, if they have it their way, that will be their special October surprise. Um, however, from what I understand, this brief is extensive. It is just absolutely incredible. Um, and what President Trump is actually pointing out here is great. So I, I have no doubt he's got the best of the best working on all of this. But, you know, it's just one more thing to try to distract you from what the Democrats are doing. And we know what they're doing. I mean, we absolutely do. You know exactly. It was no surprise at all that you had the DOJ appeals court ruling on Trump special master. Of course they were going to appeal. They had no choice. So they have got this whole thing going. That's a major win for President Trump because he's going to have an independent overlooking all of this stuff. I'm glad there's some positive things going for us that it's in Florida. And also that he's got a team working on it nonstop. They also have released things. Some of these leaks that they were leaking to the press and everything else are really proving to be false. Not only just the staging of the documents and everything else, but this is how far the left will go to expose themselves. And, and they, they're not trying to. It's just they're being caught. So there you have it. Um, I think... I think we're going to see a lot in a very short amount of time. But like I said, don't freak out. That's what they want. If Trump is indicted, understand they want us to react and respond like a January 6th. You cannot, no matter how upset you are, no matter how outraged you are, we let the system run because we know we've made it through tougher storms before and we're not going to let this get us in there because that's what they want. They want a full-blown civil war is what they want. They know this country is divided. That's why they've been doing the speech. That's why they've been comparing 9-11 to January 6th, as preposterous as that is. This administration is as bad as you can possibly get. They do not even care. They just are going for anything that may stick. They do not want their opponents out there, especially somebody as strong as President Trump. So this is what we're up against, but we're strong enough to handle it. Just know the reason why it's going on is because we're actually winning. So here are the seven bombshells. This is from the Federalist. This is the special master order. It reveals Biden's direct involvement in Trump raid and six other bombshells as well. The federal judge 24-page order further calls into question the DOJ's targeting of President Trump. So on Monday, they granted President Trump's request for the appointment of a special master to review the documents seized by the FBI during a raid on his Mar-a-Lago home last month. Presiding Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, further held that the Department of Justice cannot review or use for criminal investigative purposes any material seized pending the review process. Besides handling Trump, handing Trump a victory in his battle for some oversight of the Biden administration's digging into his documents, Cannon highlighted several significant facts over the course of her 24-page order that further call into question the DOJ's targeting of President Trump. You knew this was going to be, you knew that they were involved, of course. I mean, they are acting like complete and total communist. So here you go, number one. President Biden, I would like to call him resident 
Biden. He is not my president, and I have every right to say that. I don't identify him as the president of anything other than his own basement. Anywho, going on. Um, he was directly involved. In the order granting Trump's request for the appointment of special master, Cannon began by providing a summary of the backdrop that led to the search. Throughout 2021, Trump and the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, engaged in conversations concerning records from Trump's time in office. The court noted all of this. Those discussions resulted in Trump in 2022 transferring 15 boxes from Mar-a-Lago to NARA. NARA subsequently informed the Department of Justice that some items in the boxes contain markings of classified national security information. Following the archives outreach to the Justice Department, NARA notified Trump on April 12, 2022, that it intended to provide the 15 boxes to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Trump's attorneys sought a delay in the transfer to access uh, whether any documents contained privileged material. But then, as Cannon wrote, after obtaining a short delay on May 10th, 2022, NARA informed Trump it would proceed with providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent resident, Joe Biden, beginning as early as Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Now, remember, you have had the White House that has sat up there at their podium and lied repeatedly of not knowing anything about this. They have denied it all. They have lied about it extensively. You've had Joe Biden himself saying that he was completely surprised at all of this. Well, surprise, surprise, they lied because they had they did know. They were directly involved. So this is a very good call by this particular judge for every reason. In including this quote in her order, Cannon cited the letter to the NARA's acting archivist sent to Trump's lawyer. That letter explained that Biden had decided to defer to the archivist's determination in consultation with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel regarding whether or not the archivist should uphold the former president's purported protective assertion of executive privilege. Acting archivist Deborah Steidel Wall then explained in the letter that based on her consultation with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel, she had decided not to honor Trump's claim of privilege. Okay, do you all remember this woman? She was really something. You can look at this clip. This is the woman that has laid the trap and started all of this. I want you to see how she responds to President Trump in this particular clip and tell me that they didn't have it out for him. Check this out. Deborah Stidell Wall, Deputy Archivist of the United States. That sounds like a very big job. <laughs> That's a lot of archives, isn't it? <laughs> it is. How many buildings does that take up, right? Great, great job. I hear you do a great job. Thank you very much. Okay, the woman never even smiled once. Here she is with the President of the United States. She is being called out, and she is glaring at him, glaring at his neck. She had this planned, okay? So here we go. Moving right along, while the media, 
has previously highlighted that those aspects of the letter, Monday's order highlighted a key sentence in that same letter that went less noticed by the press. Laura will provide the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president, beginning as early as Thursday, May 12, 2022. This language indicates that Biden did not merely defer to NARA, but asked the NARA to give the documents to the FBI. Of course, deferring to NARA's judgment equated to Biden authorizing the handoff to the FBI, but this passage, it suggests a more direct connection between Biden and the investigation into Trump. Okay. Moving on to number two, there's quite a bit here. And thanks so much, Cat Turd Rocks. Really appreciate that. And I also, I missed Alchemy, Alchemy on Friday. I wanted to thank him also for the donation to the show. You guys are amazing. And thank you so much for those that are wondering where Cat Turd is. He's got a lot going on at the vet today. <laughs> probably more than we'll find out later but he's got smiles getting some blood work done and some test run and then the other dogs actually were bit by snakes and so he's at the vet and I'm sure that he's got them all in tow probably and they are all being treated but we will I will continue to give you updates as I get them if anything is going on he will text me I'm sure and I'll let you know if not make sure that you go over to his page for frequent updates. And that's at CatTurd2 everywhere, except for Gap, where he's just CatTurd. All right, so here we go. The timeline of the Trump targeting is suspect. Is it though, really? I mean, it's just one thing after another. You know, they probably have 10 things lined up after this <laughs> that they can't wait to throw in his direction. They are that afraid of President Trump. This is exactly what I'm saying. We are winning on a huge, huge level. So here you go. A significant, a second significant detail revealed by Monday's order concerns the timeline of events, which the court exposed by providing a clear chronology. On May 10th, 2022, the archivist uh, informed Trump's lawyer that NARA would provide the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president beginning as early as Thursday, May 12th, 2022. And on May 11th, 2022, before the DOJ received possession of the 15 boxes from NARA, the DOJ obtained a grand jury subpoena for any and all documents or writings in the custody or control of Donald J. Trump and the office or the office of Donald J. Trump bearing classification markings. But why would the DOJ seek a grand jury subpoena for any and all documents in Trump's possession bearing classification markings before reviewing the materials provided by NARA? And given that the DOJ obtained the subpoena the day after NARA told Trump's lawyer the incumbent president had requested the archive provide the documents to the FBI, one must ask, did Biden direct the DOJ to obtain the grand jury subpoena? What do you think? I um, think so. Yeah, there. This, this, the leftists that are that are controlling and and holding the strings on this whole thing are doing everything in their power to sink Trump. This is the goal. They do not want him out there at all. They don't want him supporting candidates. They don't want him talking to us. They don't want him holding rallies. They don't want him. They are dreading his announcement if he decides he's going to run for president. 
um, they are going completely wild because they are seeing their internal internal polling numbers and they know that Biden is an absolute dud. Absolute dud. He has no chance. Even candidates on the Democrat side are definitely keeping their distance. He's kind of like a McConnell of our side, right? Everybody's kind of keeping a distance from those from those snakes. So here we go. Not so fast, Joe. Trump's executive privilege can't be so quickly sidestepped. Okay, now you know this, that from Monday's order, and I love this article because this was actually, President Trump retweeted this because he wants you to understand the setup and how it goes. And that's why I'm reading it to you point by point. It's because you need to understand who the enemy is. Real quick, before I move on, just so I don't miss anyone, I try not to miss you when, when you give donations, but thank you so much, Renee McCurry. Thank you so much, Head of Broccoli. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mother of Pearls. You all, Mother of Pearl, not with an S. Thank you so much for supporting us. This is going to be quite a show without Cat Turd, and especially us all wondering how those puppies are doing. But we will do our best to, con- to continue on and keep this place stable. <laughs> All right, so not so fast, Joe. Trump's executive privilege can't be so quickly sidestepped. Another important detail from Monday's order concerned the court's handling of Trump's request for a review of the seized material to address issues of executive privilege. In opposing Trump's request for a special master, the Biden administration argued that Trump lacked the right, he, he lacked the right to assert executive privilege against the current executive branch. The court concluded that the Biden administration's position arguably overstates the law, noting that the Supreme Court has not ruled out the possibility of former president overcoming an incumbent president on executive privilege matters. Further, just this year, Cannon continued that the Supreme Court noted that at least in connection with congressional investigation, the questions whether and in what circumstances the former president may obtain an order preventing disclosure of privileged document records, privileged records from his tenure in office in the face of determination by the incumbent, the president to waive the privilege are unprecedented and raise serious and substantial concerns. That's right, I'm sure they should. We know what this is all about. They are targeting President Trump so he doesn't run again. To protect former President Trump's ability to raise a question of executive privilege, then a special master should review the documents and make an initial assessment. This is what the court concluded. This analysis tees up the possibility that Trump will later assert executive privilege, prompting a showdown with the Biden administration. Oh, this is just getting good. This is just getting started. As you all know, it takes forever for things to make it through the court. So you're going to see a whole bunch of of, of crying libs, pointing their fingers, saying, oh, but he's got the nuclear codes. Okay, debunked. That's not there anymore. And everything else. So now they're getting into like the whole handling of the whole thing. So number four, members of the investigative team saw confidential attorney-client documents. While the Biden administration had not reviewed the seized documents to assess any potential executive privilege concerns, a privilege review team had had screened the material 
to determine if it is protected by attorney-client privilege. Because it had already screened the material, the government objected to the appointment of a special master to conduct another round of screening, arguing, in essence, that such a screening would be unnecessary. The court takes a different view on this record. Cannon explained in rejecting the government's argument. The court then stressed that the evidence suggested the privilege review team's initial screening for potentially privileged material was faulty. The privilege review team's report references at least two instances in which members of the investigative team were exposed to material that was then delivered to the privilege review team and following another review designated as potentially privileged material. Those instances alone, even if entirely inadvertent, yields questions about the adequacy of the filter review process. So basically, they took his records, his confidential communications with his lawyers, and they reviewed them all, and that is completely outside of their purview. The federal judge further expressed concern about the fact that the filter review team's report does not indicate that any steps were taken after these instances of exposure to wall off the two tainted members of the investigation team, with the tainted members being the ones who had seen the material presumed protected by attorney-client privilege. Isn't that an interesting word? Tainted members. You can just look at the whole FBI and figure out what that is. It's a whole group of them. All right, so while a special master cannot address the issues of the tainted members on the investigative team, the court's highlighting of the problem will likely push the DOJ to keep those agents away from any related part of the investigation. But what the special master can do is review the documents and determine if others were protected by attorney-client privilege. (laughs) If so, the DOJ will have bigger problems. Yes, they will. They even took medical records, all right? This is totally, completely not allowed. So the DOJ seized a lot of personal material as well. Another revelation from Monday's order concerned the amount of personal material the FBI seized. The government's inventory reflects a seizure of approximately 11,000 documents and 1,800 other items from the plaintiff's residence. The court went on to say that of the material seized, the court said approximately 100 documents contained classification markings, but the FBI also seized some 500 pages of material potentially protected by attorney-client privilege, medical documents, correspondence related to taxes, and accounting information. Further, as the court noted, the government also has acknowledged that it sees some personal effects without evidentiary value. And some of the seized items, article of clothing, okay, remember, Melania's underwear, <laughs> so, that's what Kat Turd referred it as, um, were readily identifiable as personal property. And the FBI also seized three of Trump's passports, but those items have already been returned to President Trump. That the FBI seized Trump's passports, articles of clothing, medical records, and accounting, and tax documents during the raid of Mar-a-Lago highlights both the breadth, the lack of particularity of the search warranty warrant, and the potential for the Biden administration to use the search as a fishing expedition. That's all this is. That's all this is. This is a fishing expedition, like everything else. This is why President Trump has the optics of playing golf. He's basically saying, come and get me. You know there's nothing there. 
We're just going to also put out our own optics and show you that we are carrying on with our life. Here I am at the golf course that I own. This is President Trump speaking, um, by the way. And he's out there having a wonderful time. And you've got the left just completely melting down, thinking that this is the time they've got him, that that's why he's in D.C. Nope, he's just playing golf. All right, so number six, the FBI suggested Trump committed a crime by returning torn up documents to the NARA. Okay, the sixth revelation came not directly from the court's opinion, but from those government filings referenced in Monday's order and specifically the DOJ's response brief in opposition to Trump's request for the appointment of a special master. In its response brief, which is supposed to be absolutely fabulous, um, this I'm talking about Trump's, not the government's. The government, though, in this case, they wrote that on February 9th, 2022, the special agent in charge of NARA's office of the inspector general made a referral of Trump to the DOJ. The government fully ex- further explained that the NARA referral was made on two bases, evidence that classified records had been stored at the premises until mid-January 2022, and evidence that the certain pages of the presidential records had been torn up. Related to the second concern, the NARA referral included a citation to 18 U.S.C. 2071. This passage proves intriguing for two reasons. First, it appears the special agent in charge made a criminal referral of the former president because documents Trump had returned to the archivist had been torn up at some point. This reference screams witch hunt, Hmm, like they all do, which leads to the second point. The unredacted portions of the search warrant affidavit omit any reference to the torn documents. Rather, the unredacted portions of the search warrant affidavit speak of the government conducting a criminal investigation concerning the improper removal and storage of classified information in unauthorized spaces, as well as the unlawful concealment or removal of government records. The affidavit continues by noting that the investigation began as as a result of a referral the United States National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, sent to the United States Department. United States Department of Justice on February 9th, 2022, which were reported by NARA to contain, among other things, highly classified documents intermingled with other records. None of the unsealed portions of the affidavit reference the second basis for the return referral, that Trump returned torn documents. Maybe such references were blackout. But if so, the DOJ lacked a solid reason for redactions given they revealed the same facts in the briefing. Or maybe the DOJ realized that using torn documents as a pretext to search the home of a former president would taint the the raid as political because it sure does make the special agent in charge its referral look political. It is political. Anybody that doesn't see that this whole thing is political at this point is completely just out they're just completely they haven't been here the last couple of years because we all have been a product and have all been targeted as a result of the left all of us if you're on social media if you are talking out about this regime at all guess what you're on whatever list that is I know I am I know the mighties are I know several of you are I mean it's just a fact And the thing about it is, we are doing 
everything that we can to overcome it. And we are winning on that front too. Hello, Rumble. Hello, Truth Social. Hello, Getter. Hello, Gap. Thank you for everything that you do to make sure that we get all this information out because you're certainly not going to get it from the lamestream media. But that is what's so great about us. Because guess what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. Get ready. You've got a lot of really upset mama bears, papa bears, and everybody in between that's saying, no, no, no. You're not going to let our country go. You're not doing this to us. We know exactly what's right and what's wrong. We're on the right. You're the ones in the wrong. And we're going to make this right. You better believe we are. I'm ready to fight until the very end. I don't care how much. They have messed with me in so many different ways since I even got on social media. A lot of you know my story about, you know, living in Hollywood and and not getting on camera because I don't want to be recognized and I don't want to be harassed because I would be. Let's face it. That's exactly what would happen here where I live. I don't want that in my life. I don't need that in my life. I can continue to fight the way I want to. I am very open with anybody that I speak to about the Biden regime, but I don't want them coming after me or knocking at my door. I really would prefer not (laughs) to have that happen, and I'm not going to put anything past them at this point. Nothing is beneath these creatures of the swamp. They don't care. It doesn't matter how low on the totem pole you are. If you are speaking out at the, over this regime, you're a target, plain and simple. They came out and they told you that. They told us that on social media. You know, I think they screwed up, though. Let me tell you why. Before we get to number seven, I'm just going to sidebar for a minute. They screwed up because when I was on social media, they could look at my DMs. They could see how we were organizing. They could see how we were trying to get the message out. They were seeing how we were doing the research. They were seeing all the articles that we were posting. They were seeing what kind of efforts or fundraising that we were doing. They could look at our DMs and see exactly the next move that we were going to make. Well, no, they decided, no, no, we're going to shut you down. We are going to shut you down. We're going to shut President Trump down. We're going to shut Michael Flynn down. We're going to shut Sidney Powell down. We're going to just, you, 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 conservative next to your name or anything like that. The American flag, oh, goodness sakes, not the American flag. We're going to shut you down too. Anybody and everyone that was going against this regime was targeted. And guess what? It's not over yet. We have got a long fight in front of us but you know what we're gonna do it right and we are going to do it correctly we're not gonna let anything get in our way I really don't care at this point you know it's fun kind of living here in Hollywood because I look at people when when I see someone talk about how things are going or how expensive they're I was in Trader Joe's last night for example and I'm sitting there and I've got puppy in tow you know I only have a few items with me because you can't really afford much more than that and, and it's really, it was really interesting because somebody was complaining and they were like, wow, I only got a couple of things, like almost a hundred bucks. I said, welcome to the Biden regime. I, have, you, have you put gas in your car lately? I mean, have, have you seen what's happening under this administration? There were so many people, and this is in Hollywood, in the center of the, the corrupt area of Hollywood, right? Everybody was agreeing. They were just shaking their head saying, don't even know what's happening. I said, I know what's happening. 
You have communism happening. They're taking our money and they're, they're funding wars. They are funding their own pockets. I mean, at some point, you just have to start speaking frankly to these people. And we're not living in a bubble anymore. They need to understand that everyone is being affected. And there is only one person that you can put this on right now, and that is the left. This is not President Trump, no matter how many times they want to bring up his name about archives or anything else. The reason why you were paying and living the way you are is because of Biden, Obama, Clinton, the regime. And that's that. Anyway, there you go. So the leaks look bad, too. Imagine that. This is number seven. In granting Trump's request for the appointment of a special master, Cannon stressed that the special master would help maintain institutional trust in a case heavily politicized. She further noted that a special master would serve to ensure the integrity of an order process amidst swirling accusations of bias and media leaks. Here, the court noted that when asked about the dissemination to the media of information relative to the contents of the seized records, government's counsel stated that he had no knowledge of any leaks stemming from his team, but candidly acknowledged the unfortunate existence of leaks to the press. Okay, I don't cuss, so you'll have to fill in those blanks. Those unfortunate leaks provide further proof of the politicization of the entire affair. In three weeks' time, Mar-a-Lago has sprung more leaks than have escaped from special counsel John Durham's team over three years. And while the special master may not be able to silence the deep state leakers, he or she will provide a check to the Biden administration. But first, the parties must as the court put it, meaningfully confer and then submit a joint filing to the court of a list of proposed special master candidates and a detailed proposal of the master's duties, limitations, and ability to speak privately with Trump and the government and other logical information. This was the smartest thing that President Trump could have done. He got the special request. Now we just have to see who is appointed. But we are headed in the right direction. When you look at this whole thing, I I know it's disappointing to everyone. I know every single day we just are kind of bracing ourselves what's going to happen next. But let me tell you something. We're going to be just perfectly fine. You know why? Because we believe in this Constitution. We believe in this country, and we're going to fight for it. So buckle up, everyone. Here you go. Yesterday, of course, was 9-11. And I kind of started earlier by saying, here we are. At this point in time, they are comparing us to January 6th, okay? Um, January 6th to 9-11. And it is appalling on every single level, 100%. In fact, here you go with this is out from the Daily Mail. They don't want closure. They want justice. Fury from 9-11 families as it's revealed that five Guantanamo Bay prisoners accused of planning terror attacks were are negotiating for plea deals that would take the death penalty off the table. Okay, so Deborah Burlingame, whose brother Charles was the pilot on American Airlines Flight 77, which crashed into the Pentagon that day, is angry about the possibility. She says she's not alone. The families are outraged. They don't want closure. They want justice. Burlingame says there was no justice for her brother and the families without a death penalty sentence. It was first revealed in March that guilty pleas in exchange for life sentence could finally bring 
to a close the over two decade long case. The anti-war 9-11 Families for Peaceful Tomorrows has said that the plea deals are in part a good faith agreement due to CIA torture of the five. Um, torture isn't the same as murder. And do you know how many people died that day? 9-11, do you remember where you are? You were, do you remember the scenes? Do you remember the people that were jumping out of the building because they were looking at what was what was the better way to go, whether it was staying in those in those towers that were burning from inside and exploding or jumping and just taking their chances if they knew there was none. That was the most horrible day. I'll never forget it. I was actually, I'm sure you can all remember where you were. I was in Falls Church, Virginia. And I remember turning on, I was I was watching television. I remember all of a sudden there being a break. And it was the eeriest feeling because there wasn't a sound. There wasn't a bird in the sky. It's not very far from the Pentagon for those of you that know the DC area. It wasn't a cloud. I mean there wasn't a there wasn't a cloud in the sky. There wasn't a bird. I didn't hear anything. It was just complete silence. And it was complete silence in my entire neighborhood. Nothing. Nothing. It was devastating. And to think you've got these people up there right now talking about January Sixers as equal to this? No, not even, not even close. These families should be furious. I'm furious as an American, and, and most people are. We know exactly what the left is doing here. They want to paint you out to be the enemy. They want you to be the terrorist. You are not. You are freedom-loving American people. You are going about your business, trying to put food on your table, trying to fight for this country and your rights because you feel like they're being stripped from you. And they are. You've watched it happen. You've watched your First Amendment. You've watched them go after your Second Amendment. These people will stop at nothing. Don't expect them to. But we handle it peacefully. So we have all of that going on. And, and it's terrible because it also is affecting the military just when you think that things cannot get any worse and this is a debate that i have constantly with people they're talking openly about putting the military those that are suffering let's just get on food stamps have you ever heard of something like that i absolutely have not this is how they plan on the military protecting and putting food on their table if they're hurting in one way or another oh just get on food stamps shouldn't be a problem for you are you kidding? No, not now, not ever. This is actually an article. The Army recommended it, and here it is. Food stamps for struggling soldiers. Now, do you think that this would ever happen with President Trump? Absolutely not. Absolutely would not. Never. He took very good care of our soldiers. While the Biden administration and Democrats continue to pour billions into the Ukraine student loan forgiveness, caring for illegal migrants, and killing our economy with the Green New Deal. Apparently, there is not enough money to feed our military and their families properly. Biden and the Democrats have made it a priority to provide funding to the House and to house illegals in hotels, New York, Maine, and other communities throughout the nation. The Gateway Pundit reported on the free phones, food, school supplies, and health care handed out 
in New York in August. Joe Biden and the Democrat majority government are spending $72,000 per person. You heard that right. $72,000 per person to house illegal aliens and fake refugees in hotels in Texas and Arizona. Okay. Okay. That is outrageous. $72,000 to do absolutely nothing but be in this country illegally? I think not. Oh, again, I don't cuss. You'll have to do that for me. But anyway, but the, our military and our families, the U.S. Uh, Army is recommending that soldiers apply for SNAP, food stamps, to handle the devastating impact of Biden and Democrats on the U.S. economy. Is that not something that... It, it, it's outrageous to me. I, there is nothing beneath these people. They expect for these guys to go out there and fight on the front lines for us, to be ready at any time, to leave their families for months at a time on end, risk their lives and everything else, not see their children grow up, everything else. And what, you're going to put them on food stamps? <laughs> I wonder why no one's signing up for the military. I don't. Look no further than that. Is a perfect example of why we're going to be in the shape we are if, if, if we see ourselves in a war. So you have all kinds of things going on. In fact, VP, I call her VD Harris, venereal disease. You got it. Venereal disease Harris. She's not a VP to me, never will be. So the VP, VD Harris sharpens attacks on Republicans. She says, we refuse to let extremists, so-called leaders, dismantle our democracy. Uh, uh, no. Um, so Vice VD Kamala Harris sharpened her attacks against Republicans on Saturday at the Democratic what I'd like to refer to them as, National Committee Summer Meeting, while also touting demon democratic accomplishments since she and resident joe biden took office it's funny that they are actually putting her out there i mean what a big mistake that is that's how desperate they are between her and fetterman who i have to make sure that we have some time for because fetter woman will be coming out which this guy is so freakish it's like oh absolutely of course he's going to be on team biden of course he's a democrat um I'll play you that in just a second because we have too many things going on with, with V.D. Harris, and I'm going to get through this as quickly as I can for you. But it's just almost comedy. Somebody was saying, oh, my gosh, so how do you put on a show by yourself? It's really hard. I'm like, it's really not. The stuff just kind of writes itself. I'm just present for it. I read these articles to you, and I respond to them as I do for the very first time. I haven't read these, and, and when I read them, I'm just completely outraged, outraged even further than I already was from the headline. Because when you start reading them and you start seeing the details of how something came about, you go, no way. <laughs> this is better than any, any sci-fi novel because it cannot be real. Well, it is. So here you go. She, she made the rounds. And like I said, if they're putting her out there, got a problem. She's talking about what a secure border we have. We have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border's secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix. Given the deterioration that happened over the last four years, we also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan 
for a pathway for citizenship. <sighs> okay, di didn't answer the question. Um, yeah, there's a problem with our border. The, the problem is we have 2 million people here that shouldn't be here. And what are you doing about it? You're supposed to be the borders are. You have done absolutely nothing. Well, when I say that they know that we are going to take back the house, you betcha they know we are. Because here she is, when, when she is at this Democrat uh, National Committee summer meeting, here she is openly talking about it. She knows we're coming. And it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter what they try to pull. It doesn't matter how, the, how many scams, how many cheating, and all that stuff, no. First, imagine, I don't want to, but imagine if we lost our Democratic majority in the Congress. And it's Democrat, not Democratic, okay? <laughs> By the way, let's just go ahead and get that straight. Uh, no, you better believe you're going to lose it. We're going to win it, and we're going to have candidates in there. We're going to have representatives in there, the new candidates. We're going to get them into those seats because we're all going to show up and get everybody out. And we're going to win in such a landslide that it doesn't matter what they try to pull last minute. It doesn't matter about water leak or anything else. We are going to overwhelm them. We are going to overwhelm them, and we are going to win this. No question. But they are already starting to face the reality of it. Well, Joe Biden isn't any better, okay? I mean, th this guy has absolutely no idea where he is. He's actually, believe it or not, he's, on, he's in Boston, and he, he can't get anything right. As you know, he's a blubbering idiot. I mean, he, he can't even, he, can't, he doesn't know where he is from one minute to the next. Whether he has a teleprompter or not, doesn't matter. This clown is way out there. This is the U.S. world, USA. Here's the word salad. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Right. Hmm. He's already bragging about the fact that he says that the gas is down $1.30 since the start of summer. Hey, bud, guess what? Got news for you. You're still up a buck since you took office. A dollar. Yes. Absolutely. You got a long way to go. He's talking about how he's going from an economic crisis to an economic resurgence. Uh, hello, have you checked lately? <laughs> well, we're in the middle of a recession under your watch, Joe Biden. Okay, so all of this is coming into play. This is what is going on the ballot. But the real one that I just could not wait to talk to you about because it's just so appalling when you talk about Marble Mouth Biden and you've got Fetterman together. You, I, I honestly don't know which one is worse. I, I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe you can figure out which one is worse, but I certainly cannot. This guy is a complete mess, and you see him stumbling after the speech over and over again. Who could elect somebody into a position like this is beyond me. In fact, on Friday, I came up with, because now he's saying he's not going to debate anymore. And you'll see why. After you see this clip, you're gonna say, mm, that's why he doesn't want to debate. If you can't debate, you can't legislate. That was mine. And if I see Cat Turd use it, I'm going to have to call him out. No, <laughs> he's got his own that are way better, but I finally got one. I, that's not normally what I do, but. Anyway, I was listening to Cat Turd on Friday, and I went, how in the world does this guy expect to be doing anything, right, um, as a senator if he cannot even speak because he can't? He can't debate. So he's out there 
Pennsylvania Democrat, John Fetterman. Remember, he's running against Oz. I'm not a fan of Oz, but you know what? Lesser of two evils. Got to keep that in mind. Certainly don't want this guy, and I'll show you why. This man is way out there. Lived in his family's basement, was paid a salary for doing so. Just scary stuff. I mean, he, and he's decided. He does not want to debate. He's not going to do it. So here he is. Just a few words from him. One of you, you didn't have a doctor in your life making fun of it, making light of it, or telling you that you're not fit to be served. Can you describe a, a stroke and what, you know, what's happened? So I, I use the example. So pretend I was, I want to go to Wegmans. It's such the most important race for the Senate here for 22. We have to replace Pat Toomey. Oh, no. no. Senator Toomey was not very nice to me. He, Pat Toomey is a miracle. He had a chance, he had a chance to match me up again. Abortion is the ballot now in November. Now look, I feel really sorry for stroke victims. I really do. I am I'm very sorry that this happened to him. I would not wish that on anyone. I think it's awful. But he should not be running for office, okay? And no one should be voting for him in this condition. They should be praying for him and getting him the help that he needs. To have another Biden situation in there, I mean, what? Is this the future of the Democrat Party? I mean, this is really what they want? A bunch of brain-dead, bumbling idiots? I'm sorry. But apparently so. I mean, like I said, the guy needs help. He doesn't, he's not a leader. He's not ready to run that that position. That's not it. No, he needs to be getting help. He needs to be in speech therapy. They need to be monitoring him. Uh, same thing as Biden. Hang it up. Let somebody do it that can do the job. But this is the thing. You've got the snakes in the background that would that love candidates like this because they can control them and then they can blame them afterwards and then separate themselves. That's exactly what they do. So we cannot go without you being introduced to Fetterwoman. My name is John Fetterwoman. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Please help this guy out. <laughs> Somebody please help him out. This is way too bad. You can't make this up. No, who thought that was a good idea? I, no, no, definitely, definitely, definitely not. Oh my gosh. Well, I do have something beautiful to share. And I always like, as you know, to end on a positive note because that's what we do here. But as you know, 9-11 uh, was yesterday. I lost a very dear friend of mine, Batman, Mike Bishop, and he was one of the fire uh, firemen that, ra that raced into the 9-11 towers. And he is just an amazing man. 
and we became very good friends. His wife, Tweety Pie, and I are very good friends. She's one of the Mighties. And because of the debris and everything else, he lost his life later on with cancer and everything else. This is the thing, the heroes, they are still suffering from 9-11. They are still going through it. We have lost heroes. We had people that were fighting for this country that did not matter. Those buildings were on fire, and guess what? They were going to do their job till the very end. Well, Mike was one of them. So when I saw this, and I played you a video of, of a, a video on Friday because we, were, we weren't on Sunday. It was just very touching, and there was a picture of Batman in there. And he was the one with the hard hat. He was looking up at all of the the steel and everything, but it was twisted, and he was there and, and worked like everybody else. But this was beautiful. Jet fans join in singing the national anthem with NYPD officer on 9-11, an emotional scene. Let me tell you something. This was as good as it gets because you know what? This is exactly who we are as Americans. We come together as Americans. Forget all of this other stuff that's going on in DeSlazy. This is us coming together for our national anthem. Check this out. Present. Oh, say can you Okay, don't even get me started on that. If that doesn't make you proud to be an American and know that we love our country and that those that are fighting for this country wouldn't give it all and risk it all, which they did, which very much like my friend, Mike Bishop, um, who is also an incredible musician, by the way. Just This guy was just absolutely amazing. Here's the famous picture you may all recognize of Mike. Um, it was famous, it was all over the place, but he was a true American hero. We love him and miss him very, very much, and he will forever live in our thoughts and minds. And I just pray for him and his family, because that is a tough one to replace, and you never will. He's just, he's just about as good as it gets, just like all of you. Anyway, 
Let's end on a positive note. I know it's hard. It's a lot of emotions. We've all been kind of through it lately, but guess what? This should give you every reason to know. President Trump is out there playing golf and he's rubbing it in the leftist faces. We're going to do our job. We're going to be positive. We're going to continue to get our messages out. Doesn't matter. Thank you so, so very much for hanging out with me today. I know uh, Cat Turd was not able to make it, but you know what? I enjoyed it all the same. I love hanging out with you guys. If there's anything that I can do to try to get more people to show up and vote or anything else, I'm, I'm on board. You know that 100%. Anyway, if you'd like to look at any of these articles that I've read today on the show, you can definitely hit up my social media page at Jules Jones. That's J-E-W-E-L-S-J-O-N-E-S on, what am I on? I'm on, I'm on Truth Social. I'm on Gab. I'm on Getter. And I'm on Facebook, but forget that. <laughs> it's just not even worth the time. Not even at all, um, because they're also fascist. Uh, but we're on all these other awesome platforms. And I just appreciate you spending this hour with me. I know we've kind of gone over, but just wanted to let you all know that I love you. And be safe, be kind to one another, and we'll see you later. Bye.